Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening from wherever you are. This is another segment of Stiletto Talks podcast. Um, we invite you out to always check us out on stilettotalks.podbean.com, uh, or you may actually uh, access it by iTunes or by Google Play. This platform is created um, by myself, by Paula Hutchinson, and the goal is always to bring on authentic women of truth who are willing to be open, honest, and transparent with you um, how they're walking in their purpose, the steps that they took to get there, and hopefully provide that authenticity and that encouragement that you need to do the same. Um, today, I am very excited to be able to um, interview Kimberly Spruill. And I'm just going to give you all some backstory. Hi, Kimberly. Hello, Paula. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, and we just kind of shared some backstory before we got into this, but I want to just share this with everybody. Kimberly and I uh, were probably walking the same path of like, hey, we're going to walk in our purpose, but we were probably walking more parallel. Um, but we, mm. all, we talked about how sometimes when you're walking in your assignment and you're just really present for that purpose, how you will intertwine with others. And so we met, um, she was a vendor at one of the events and we have that we have, which of course is stiletto talks or um, a walk in my stilettos in Baton Rouge. And from there we have just evolved into this true sisterhood. Um, yes. And we don't talk every day. Um, and I tell people often, you don't have to talk every day to your real one, but That's we right. have stay connected and I am so excited. Uh, we're both authors. She is an amazing author of a book, and we're going to get into her story and where she is. But um, I am so excited to have her on because I've been there kind of watching from the beginning, from her growth, watched her growth. <laughs> and I can say that uh, I'm genuinely a fan. And it's really amazing to see that she's not just an author of a book and sometimes people are authoring books and they kind of have an out-of-body experience with the book but she actually lives the book and I think that's also yes. important so uh, if you ever have a chance to purchase the book and we'll talk about where you can access it at make sure that you understand that the person that you're buying that book from and you're reading that book it is her um, and you will see her like that no matter where you see her at a pop-up shop or in that event or even as a speaker, um, she is always there to provide that authenticity and that truth, and it is it shows up in her book. I can feel her coming off of those pages. Um, again, oh, Kimberly Sproul is an author. She's a speaker. Uh, she's moving around a little bit, and not just in Baton Rouge, <laughs> but beyond. Yes. <laughs> and so welcome again to uh, Stiletto Talks Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. So I just want to really just hop into it because I'm trying to restrain myself because I do know <laughs> you personally. Uh, but, of course, this is for the podcast. So I just want you to share with us uh, Grace for Purpose. You have this amazing book, Grace for Purpose. And when you see this book, everyone, you can't help but notice it. She has this beautiful smile on the front of this book and standing there with such confidence and underneath you see grace for purpose and it just kind of it, it's already captivating to you you can't help mm -hmm. but notice what's on the book and it makes you kind of pick it up and then you just start examining the book a little more and underneath it says discovering god's plan for your life now i don't can't speak for anyone else but if you mm -hmm. keep uh rotating around the sun 
you will start to question your purpose in life, um, especially yes. as a woman. You will start to question yourself, like, what is my purpose, especially if you come from a family that feels like you should have met uh, the marriage uh, timeline, the children's mm-hmm. timeline, the education timeline, and so on and so forth, um, that not only that we put, that others put on us, but that we put on ourselves. And when you get to that point where you don't really know <laughs> where you should be and where, where it's going, mm-hmm. it's good to kind of visit some others. And so the journey to grace for purpose, Kimberly, I want to yield uh, the conversation to you to just share with us how did grace for purpose come about? Okay, so Grace for Purpose, um, basically, I was, just like you said, I was in search of my purpose. Um, I was just really in a place where going into uh, 2016, I told God, I said, listen, this is how I talk to God. <laughs> listen. Right. <laughs> this year, listen, I'm not making any New Year's resolutions. I'm so over that. But I need you to tell me this year why you created me and what I'm supposed to be doing, and you know, in the earth. I know that everyone... Um, it's no coincidence that we were born, and we all have a purpose, but it's our responsibility to, you know, to discover it. And that's where I was going into 2016 and um, just really seeking God for purpose. And um, I asked him, I said, well, what, what am I supposed to be doing? And I heard two words. He said vision board. I was like, vision board? So uh, long story short, I ended up having this uh, vision board fellowship with some of the ladies at my church, and it was just so amazing to see um, some of the things that I had put on the board. One of the main things that I really wanted to do and I felt was part of my purpose was to speak to women and to mentor young girls. Um, So by February, I had a mentee, and some of the things um, that I had placed on that board were starting to come to pass. Um, But then, you know, because we have free will and because we have – you know, we can make our own decisions and do what we kind of, you know, what we want to do. I was, I found myself almost lost my life due to domestic violence. And um, I always stress the importance of being mindful of your connections. Who are you connected to? We literally have to, you know, seek God for direction, for instruction concerning relationships, associations, whatever it is. And so I almost lost my life because I decided to be get connected with this young, this man, um, that I shouldn't have been. And so um, because of that incident, that is the incident that just pushed me into the will of God um, to the point where I was like, you know what, God, I've done things my way for a very long time. Um, I was broken. My self-esteem was just shot. I was at my lowest of lows. And I said, God, whatever it is that you have for my life is what I want for my life. And so I went through this, what I call the wilderness experience, where it was just like me and God. Um, I was dealing with you know, kind of shame and embarrassment. So I wasn't going to tell anybody, you know, about what had happened to me, and God just had to build me up. And so, you know, when we go through certain things, I believe that God is like, okay, I have your attention, but what are you willing to do, you know, to get this healing, to get this deliverance? And so I went through that process, and over time God began to reveal to me that his purpose for my life is to help others discover their purpose. Um and so truth, the truth of the matter is I never wanted to write a book ever. I had never considered it. I never thought about it. But um, one night I heard the Holy Spirit say, write the book. And I was like, who writing a book? I don't want to write a book because I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, my students say, I know you lying. Like, you hear that all the time. But I was just like, I don't want to write a book because it was going to force me to expose this double life that I had been living. 
um, you know, people see me in church and, oh, hey, Sister Kim, you know, one way at church, a whole nother person at home. And I was like, wow, God, you really gonna, you really asking me to do this? And he's like, yes, <laughs> yes, write the book. And so I kind of struggled with it because naturally um, we get concerned about the opinions of others. Well, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? And how are they going to treat you, you know, after they find out, you know, all of this stuff. But I said, you know what, I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to write this book. And um, I wrote it and I don't regret writing it. I actually, um, I really call that book Grace for Purpose is my act of obedience. And it made me realize that one, it freed me, but then two, um, it made me realize that there are so many women around me who have dealt with uh, domestic violence in some way. Um, and it just kind of opened up the door for that conversation to be had. And so where some women had gone through and hadn't shared, this was an opportunity for them to share, even with me. Um, and so it's been a blessing. But like I said, I never wanted to write a book, and I did not know that I could be as transparent as I was. Um, I'm a very private individual, and I'm like, if you're going to tell a story, then tell the story. <laughs> right, tell right. the story. Don't make anything up. Tell it exactly how it is, just like you said, share your truth. This is my truth. And so that's where Grace for Purpose came from. But it just, you know, came from a place of me just really seeking God, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And so life is so much more rewarding because I know why I'm here. I know my purpose. And there are just some things that I'm not willing to do. Some decisions I just, you know, I, you won't find me in certain things because I know why I'm here. And I just believe that the reason why there's so much hatred, the reason why there's so much evil and there's so much, you know, chaos in the world is because people don't know their purpose. And when you do, right. you move differently. You move differently. Wow. You love differently. You extend grace differently. You're quick, you know, you're quick to hear, you're slow to speak, and you're slow to rad. Like, <laughs> all of these things, when you know your purpose, you know that one wrong decision can just mess your life all the way up. And that was me, you know. I just remember when the young man was literally strangling me to death. I remember taking my last breath, and I said in my heart, God, this is it. This is my last breath. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm done. Um, but so nothing but the grace of God that keeps us, even in our mess, <laughs> even in our mess, he keeps us. Yes, and so, yes. you know, I know I know why I'm here. Um, that's what Graceful Purpose is about. Um, I also share, like, practical ways in which to nurture your relationship with God. Um, you know, for me, it was I was broken, and I needed a whole lot from him. And so I had given up TV for three months. I didn't watch TV for three months. I read my word. I was in praise and worship in my house. I'm like, Lord, I never read the Bible this much in my life. Um, but, again, God is like, what are you willing to do to get healed from this, you know? Um, and so even in the midst of all of that, like with the responsibilities that I have at church as a leader, nothing went undone. And that was nothing but God. <laughs> nothing right. fell through the cracks, you know. Um, so God is definitely a keeper. Um, and that's what, you know, Graceful Purpose is about. That's my journey right there. Um yeah, and talking with you, I first of all, just that is so powerful. And when I hear your story, as I had a similar story being really young, um, mm -hmm. not of course to the point of being in a position where my life could have been taken, but definitely an mm -hmm. emotional, mental, and yes, at times a physical uh, encounter. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And often, what you brought up was that for women. And especially in the minority uh, female world, um, mm -hmm. and of course, 
domestic violence can happen to anyone, and it can happen right. definitely. Uh, it is a high scope of danger for women of all races, so I'm not uh, isolating one over the other. But what mm-hmm. I will say in our community, uh, there is often a shame that comes with it. And mm-hmm. Even though it may be historically known, and mm-hmm. it, it is also historically swept under the rug. And it's ironic that we pick this day because I'm just going to share with you all how Holy Spirit works because it's just so weird. I had something else to come up, and we were actually supposed to record this on another day. And mm-hmm. it's ironic uh, it would have been in September. And uh, Kimberly emailed me back, and she said, Paul, I have an event. And so what about October the 6th? So you all, when this airs, this was actually recorded on October the 6th. So, of course, today is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to share with you all is that it's Domestic Violence Month. Uh, yeah. Awareness Month. It just, all of a sudden, it just kind of dawned on me as she shared her story. And it just brings me back to, again, the, the shame that comes with it and how we are supposed to be these high-level functioning individuals. And so for all of you out there, while you're struggling with your purpose, I want you to really listen at some of the things that Kim said and go back and please replay this because I actually pulled a lot of notes that we can pick from now and just kind of go forward in our conversation because this is going to be good. Kim may have to come (laughs) back and do a two-part because it's so many moving parts into your book. Um, And the first thing was, again, the shame. Uh, The second thing you brought up is the high-functioning individual. So for those who think that uh, people who are going through it's visible, that it's noticeable, she said Hmm. that she was a church leader. Hmm. Um, I know that she works. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I see all the time. (laughs) And had no idea some of this was actually going on. And close enough to her to see her to probably see if I could see some trauma in her. And I, I want you to understand that just because someone is functioning does not mean that all hell is breaking loose within them and around them, okay. uh, within their nucleus. And what I love about Kim is that Kim resorted to a safe place. When she survived the incident, she resorted to a place of discovery. And what you talk about is learning to know yourself. And I think often when we're discovering our purpose, we go to social media, we go online, we read these articles, and it's a temporary thing because it's not really speaking to you. But you talked about not watching television uh, Mm -hmm. for three months. You talked about no distractions. You talked about uh, getting into your Bible, something that was familiar to you and allowing it to speak to you, and then having these conversations with God as if he was sitting on a couch like, God, I'm not used to reading my Bible like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm supposed to write a book like what? And so to your point, all people have a story to tell. You may not yes. write it in a book, uh, but Kim had a story. And, and from her story, n- often what we go through is not just for us. It's for others. And so God's plan for your life. She didn't say God's plan for my life. So underneath her book, it says God's plan for your, uh, discovering God's plan for your life. So we all Mm -hmm. do have a purpose and a plan. We're not just here by accident. You didn't just hatch, you know, and show up on the scene on earth. You're here for a reason. And I love the fact that you said that you wanted to nurture your relationship with God, um, that you felt like you needed a hiding place with him, and that when you decided to discover your purpose, you realized that you needed to be be an act of obedience. And um, I think that's something really 
poignant, but also in the same point of working on yourself, which also stuck out to me, is shame and exposure. And I know that nowadays we watch all these television shows and it's really easy to get off into shame and people exposing people. Ooh, girl, I know something about her. Ooh, I know something about him. But it's important Mm -hmm. for us to understand that when you shame and bully, a lot of times people think about bullying as for children. Bullying also happens with adults, and especially among females. Someone should be able to feel safe around you, sharing with you. And if they are backing off and you're telling that they're working on themselves, you can check and monitor on them, but it's not your job to bully them, okay? Right. So I just want to just bring that up of surrounding yourself around people. You're going to find that your circle is going to shrink everyone. You're going to find yes. that circle is going to drop down, um, especially when you start talking about accountability, transparency. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds like bills. That sounds like something that <laughs> you got to hold an account for. Just the word right. account makes people a little leery. So when you start talking mm-hmm. about accountability and realness and fairness, those are usually uh, things that will kind of sift out those who just want to be around you and just transactional right. to those who really care about you. Um, and what I love is that you th- didn't say that you sought out anybody. You sought to seek what you needed to do for yourself. Right. Um, something that you talked about was a vision board. Um, mm-hmm. And when I think about a vision board, a vision board is almost like writing on tablets. And for those of you who are Bible believers, of course, um, it talk, the Bible talks about writing something down and making it plain. And mm-hmm. often we don't do that. We do not write right. things down and make it plain because then it becomes a thing, right? Nobody wants to right. do it. Because now you're in a kind of like tag your it. Once you take it <laughs> right. out of your head and on paper or on a board, now you can see it. Now you don't want to mm-hmm. look at it. You roll your eyes past the vision board. But you are willing to do that. How did you feel, Kimberly, when you were actually creating your vision board? Were you anxious? Um, were you excited to do it? Did it take you through mm-hmm. a range of emotions? Because often I think when people decide to work on themselves, they're scared because they don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to cause them to revisit a place where they think they're healed and then they're starting to unpack things. So how mm-hmm. did you feel when you did a vision board versus maybe writing something down? So I was actually excited um, about making the vision board. Like I had heard of vision boards, but I had never made one. So um, twenty was it 2016? 2016 was my very first time making one. Um, the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about it was when the Lord said vision board, it wasn't just for me to make one. He had me gather women together so they could make a vision board. And um, I have a quick story to share about that. Um, the same night, now I'm, I was in North Carolina when the Lord told me about this vision board. Um, I was in North Carolina. It probably had to be like a 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night when I heard it. So I immediately started calling um, hotels in Baton Rouge to see, you know, if there was a space available or whatever. Long story short, the young woman who answered the phone had a very bubbly personality. She answered the phone. I was telling her I'm looking for a space for this vision board fellowship. She was like, oh, my God, I just bought my materials to make my vision board. Long story short, I didn't know this lady, but all I knew is my spirit connected, and she started to share with me some of the things, um, you know, some of the dreams that she once had, and, you know, she's getting back to them. So long story short, the day of the vision board fellowship, I picked her up. I had never met her before in my life, but I was was spirit connected. I picked her up. She came to the vision board fellowship. And just to show you how, man, you, 
it's just like you've got to yield to the Holy Spirit. So because I was connected with her, I mentioned um, not long ago that one of the things that I wanted to do was mentor young girls, where she had a cousin who was in high school who wanted to shadow an attorney for her senior year project. Well, I'm an attorney, and so she was the link that connected me to the young lady who became my mentee. <laughs> wow, wow. Yes. And so, you all, I want you to understand what Kimberly is saying. So she acted on something at night. So we all know that 1030 at night is not business hours. Right, <laughs> uh, right. But she decided to act on something and reach out and happen to hear on the other end of the line someone who was interested in, and, and connected with that. And so that's that first dot that was connected. Yes. And then she connected her to someone else who needed her services and connected it back to her. So it went back full circle. So um, I just want to encourage ladies um, and whoever's listening, make sure that you just act on something. It's it's going to make itself out. If it makes too much sense to you, often the most things, the best things that we need to do for us aren't logical. And if you Mm -hmm. sit down and try to make every step logical and make it make sense, and especially for those of you who are like, us on the phone and our believers, if you're looking for a logical with a uh, Holy Spirit, that's never going to work. Um, you're going that's to right. find yourself, nothing makes sense. Water to wine doesn't make sense. Seas parting doesn't make sense. Um, nothing logical is about that. Um, uh, oil, just constantly right. having enough oil and pots, those of you who know those stories, none of that right. makes sense. <laughs> uh, so right. you have to understand <laughs> that when you're doing something, Get something you've never had. You got to do something you've never done before. Yeah, and she talked about okay. that in the book. <laughs> Paula, Paula, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. This okay. is like like authentic. So hold on for me. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, you all. This is like a real show, so sometimes we have some things to go on. So, Kimberly, we're going to continue. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Kimberly, mm-hmm. what you shared uh, was just, like I said, just a whole caveat of things in t- regard to um, – meeting this young lady, doing the vision mm-hmm. board, and you said that the vision board for you mm-hmm. was not scary. What would you say to yeah. a person that is sharing their truth with someone for the first time on a vision board and maybe it is scary for them? What support would you say for them or have for them? Hmm. Um, let's see. That is a good question. Um, I think if you're sharing your truth, so for, oh, let me back up a little bit. So for me, when I was shit, well, at the point or time where I created my vision, um, for me, it was like, I really had to sit and, and think and say, okay, what is it that I really desire to do? Um, and so I sought out to find those things. And to be honest, it didn't take, it took me longer than a day to create my vision, my vision board, because I took it okay. seriously and I understood that I'm seeking you for this. And so this is what I feel you placed on my heart to put on this board. So what I will say is don't feel pressure to create something in one day. It took me, I didn't finish my vision board until February. 
or the end of January. It took me a minute, but I was serious about it, and I worked on it, and I got the pictures that I wanted because I understood this is the year that God is going to tell me why I'm here. So I took it seriously. Um, so I would say, you know, for anyone who's creating one, don't don't just slap just don't just slap anything on that board for the sake of saying you created a vision board. Wow. Don't don't do that. Take your time with it. So even if you go to I know vision board parties are very popular and it seems like it's a fad or a trend, but I like to call them fellowships. But if you go to one or even if you're at home, do not rush putting that thing together. If this is what you believe your vision is, then you take your time and you put it together and you ask God about the things that you put on it. I mean, I just truly believe we got to get to the point where every decision that we make, whether it's a vision board, whatever it is, you've got to seek God about it because our will is not always God's will for us. It's not always in his plan for us to do certain things. Um, so, yeah, get to a place where you know, you feel in your heart, you know, these are the things that you want to focus on with your vision. Take your time, put that thing together, and then you got to go a step further and you got to have a plan. How are you going to execute the things that you place on your vision board? You can wake up every day and you can look at these, uh, you know, words of affirmation and these pictures that you put up there, but what is the plan to accomplish this vision? How are you going to put it together? What are you going to do monthly, daily, weekly? However it is, what is the plan? I think that's important. Um, but when it comes to sharing your truth, I believe that there, there's got to be some level of healing that is taking place in order for you to share your truth. Um, I believe that if every time you talk about the thing that you've, you've um, gone through, some people are just, have just survived. They just survived, and a lot of people haven't overcome. So, you, like, you just barely made it out of that thing. And so right. if you're at that point, if you're there, if you survived it, Sometimes you may not be in a place to share, um, but just be confident. Know, and then, too, ask, why are you sharing this? Why do you want to share this? You know what I mean? I think that you need, there's got to be some healing that is taking place for you to share this thing confidently where you're not breaking down, you know, all of that. So I hope I answered your question. <laughs> you answered my question well, and I'm going to actually kind of expound upon it. We're going to kind of dig into that. So. Okay. I want everybody to understand what Kimberly is saying. So when you start to do something for yourself and walking in your purpose, and she, her first step was doing that vision board, first of all, actually gathering women together and creating the event itself. Mm-hmm. So that's already new territory for her. She said she hadn't done it before. The right. next thing that you talked about was that, hey, you might not feel anything. When you start walking in your purpose, it doesn't always look like the movies. These things are... Uh, time span things, and they have to be constrained for time, you know, because mm-hmm. it may be a movie or it's a book or something like that. But right. often, more often than not, you don't feel anything magical at first. It's not like the lights are glowing in your home or something like right. that. It's, it's, not, it's not like that. It's like you're just going through this process. Meanwhile, hell may still be going on around you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. people, meanwhile people may still be falling away from you. Um people that you trusted and identified as so safe friends, uh, you may see that that their season is coming uh, to an end in your life. And now Mm -hmm. you're planting something, a new idea and a new thought process. So do not expect this instantaneous growth. You have to develop the habit. And so Mm -hmm. when you look at that board, it may have some things that you've already gone through 
It may uh, have some things on there that you want to do. It may have some things that are on there currently. It might have something on there just really way outrageous. But if you feel like that you're working toward something to- like something really outrageous, you may feel like, hey, then in the meantime, to even think about that, I need to get to this level so that I can That's even right. get to that point. And so change, if you ever decide to exercise, I can't speak for nobody, but I can speak for myself. I decided <laughs> to go walking. And I said I was going to walk a little further than I had walked before. And when I woke up the next day, my body reminded me that I was over four. (laughs) (laughs) Because to my body, I was doing something different. So physically, change has always met with resistance. You have to know that when you're walking in your purpose and you make a decision that this is a purpose thing, this is a God thing, or this is Mm -hmm. a, a faith thing, that you're just a believer in that you have to do something better. You have to know that it is going to be met with some type of resistance. That actually develops your character. That's often yes. when your character is developed the most. That's when you'll find out if it's just something trending to you. Because if it comes super easy to you, you may not value it as much. But you'll right. hold on to it more so if you had to really go through something to obtain it. And I think often in life we're not reflective enough, you know, and we don't give ourselves enough credit of what you can do. Often yes. the answer is like, it's not like you're dying and coming back as a new person. You're learning about parts of you that were already there. And so, again, what Kim talked about is that wilderness experience. I think it's just really important for us to have. Now, Kim, you talked about um, writing a book, and you're like, God, I don't write books. Um, <laughs> um, how do you find the time to actually begin the writing process? Well, the first thing that I do um, that I knew for sure is having an outline. I knew I had to have an outline. And even growing up, like I've been, I've always been, a, I would say, a great writer. But the outline was one of the things that I hated because it's like I felt like once you write it, you got to stick to it or, you know, but – for me, writing the outline was number one. Um, I knew that the outline, the, it would keep me organized and it would, you know, keep me on track. So my thoughts weren't all over the place. So I literally, I sat down and I wrote out my outline. Um, and to be honest, it seemed like I finished it in like one night. Um, after the Holy Spirit said, write the book, and I said, okay, <laughs> then I mm-hmm. sat down and wrote out that outline. And for me, um, everything that I talk, in, talk about in my book, I have receipts for it or I have pictures or emails so I was able to easily go back to my photos and see okay on this day such and such happened um so first I had that outline um and then um you talked about how did I find the time to write Mhm. uh whew, I had to make time um I had to make time I was still I teach middle school and um I just, most of the time I wrote at night. It was late in the evening. Um, okay. And I just, I made sure that I was writing every day, um, even though, you know, sometimes I set out to write or I intended to write, I had writer's block. And so that was another issue, trying to get past that. Um, but just being intentional about writing every day. And there were days where I just did not feel like it um, because the process, you know, having to relive, it's like I'm writing this story. Now I have to relive that night that I almost died, um, the night that I almost lost my life. I had to, it's like I had to relive that whole process again, and that was a bit wow. painful. Um, yeah, so that was kind of hurtful. It was painful, but I was like, Lord, you told me to do this, so I need you to give me the strength to make it through. 
you know, these few chapters. Um, and then having the patience, having the patience to, to, to do this process. It's not easy. It takes lots of discipline. It takes focus. Um, it takes lots of sacrifice. Like all that ripping and running that I like to do, going shopping and going here and there and everywhere. No, I had to sit down <laughs> and get this book done. Um, you know, so just being intentional and just remembering my why. And so I understood that. Um, well, you know, as I was writing the book, I don't think I understood how, how impactful this book would be. I just knew that the Holy Spirit told me to do it. But I didn't realize at the moment going through the process how impactful it would be. Um, so just stick sticking to my why. I was told to do it, and so I'm going to do it. Um, and then also having a deadline. Having a deadline is so important because if you don't set a date for when you plan, you know, you desire to be completely finished with the process or writing the book, you'll be writing for years. <laughs> you'll be right. writing forever, you know. And so for me, February 25th, 2017, that was my deadline. And um, who has a book, you know, a launch and you don't have any books? That wasn't going to be me. I was going to have a book to sign for the people who came to support. Um, so it took lots of sacrifice. Um, and you just, you literally, you just make time for it. That's how I, that's how I did it. Awesome. I I like that you talked about the outline. I also do outlines too. Sometimes I may not do something as like, like really detailed. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you're a teacher, teacher, uh, <laughs> but, I also, <laughs> but I will do like idea mapping. And what I mean by that, everyone with idea mapping, I just start putting words out there on the paper, mm-hmm. making it make sense. And then I'll go back and categorize like which word means the most to me right now. Why do I feel like I can write about this right now? Why do I feel mm-hmm. like um, I can write from that right now? Um, oh, when I good. wrote uh, How to Get Free from People, I talked about what that freedom looked like. That was the first thing I wanted to talk about was what did that freedom look like? You know, what did that look like for me at that moment, that very moment? So that's the mm. word that I chose, for example. Um, something else you talked about was making time. I mean, that you wrote at night. I did the same thing. Uh, again, mm-hmm. Kimberly and I have a lot of some of the same habits. Even though our books may not be exactly alike, we both still were as authors. We both kind of have some of the same habits, and that's making time to write. If you all mm-hmm. are wondering when it's going to be the right time to tell your story, write your story, live in your purpose, operate in your purpose, there's never a right time. Um, you're going mm-hmm. to have to carve out that time in these 24 hours in a day. Um, that's right. You need to, my suggestion when I tell people is to write down your whole day, including the times you're on social media, goofing off, watching television, all of it, and then see where you can add that time because often that social media time is taking up about two or three hours in your day. You can also, mm-hmm. if you have iPhones, can go and see like screen time and you can see for yourself how much time you're taking because it gives you that weekly total, which will probably make you mad and it'll let you see That's specifically. Right how much time you're spending on things. So that way, if you know that you're spending time on social networking and, and you're spending like six hours a week, why don't you take two of those hours a week and just break that time up um, and then, you know, write to your cause or, or work on your purpose, your plan, your vision, whatever that may be. Um, Nick, you talked about writing consistently. So you mm-hmm. can't just pick up something today and then don't do nothing with it anymore. You got to push past that. And like I just said about the walking experience to me, you know, change is always met with resistance. So writing a book would be a change for you or write, uh, creating an audio book would be a change for you. Um, yes. Developing a business would be a change for you. Uh, whatever your uh, new purpose looks like, you have to do something consistent, consistently towards that. Um, Definitely. And you talked about being intentional. The goal is to complete it, you know, to see yes. it come to fruition. 
So being intentional, don't just, you know, put, and then what I see people do often on social media, and I always tell them because they get so mad, they put the idea out on social media. Hmm. You're not intentional about it coming to pass. The yep. idea also sound appealing to someone else, and then they do it before you. You know them. And then right. you watch this this public meltdown. But mm-hmm. when, you sh- when you hit share on yep. social media, that's exactly what you just did. You shared it. <laughs> right. So someone else <laughs> caught that. And you talked yes. about to that. You talked about impact. When you share things, it impacts others. So your story mm-hmm. impacted other people. And mm-hmm. whatever your purpose is, whatever your business is, whether it impacts one person or 50 or 1,000, it still is impactful to someone else. So right. if you know that you get, are very sensitive when other people say, oh, you inspired me to write to and they beat you to it and you feel some type of way about it, you know your person that maybe uh, lacks just the emotional and intelligence as in the wherewithal to like ignore what other people are doing and focus on mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. my suggestion is don't tell anybody <laughs> thank you thank you i was going to say don't that tell anybody. just don't yes. tell nobody just keep don't tell yourself. anybody because then because you put added pressure on yourself that you don't need it's already yes. stressful enough if this is your first time you don't know how everything is going to come together you don't know who's going to yes. format it there's a lot of it's unfamiliar territory. And so then you get on social media because you're trying to stunt in front and you say, oh, I'm writing a book. It's coming out. I've seen people. They'll post. Um, I don't know why, but they'll post. Oh, I'm writing a book. It's coming out in December. Well, I ain't seen the book yet. But you put right, And then they get angry. Stress. Yes. And then they get really angry. What mm-hmm. I've seen is that when you write a book and you get angry about it, Instead of you maybe asking that person, what inspires you to finish? Go to that person. Find out from them, you know, what did it take you to finish? If not, identify a mentor for yourself. Again, you have to start developing more positive habits. And Mm -hmm. when you're working on your purpose and your plan, you're going to also find that your emotional intelligence is going to have to grow. The capacity that you have for emotional intelligence. And people always say emotional intelligence is not a thing. It's not a thing. Yes, it's a thing because Mm -hmm. it stops you from whatever you want to call it, the common denominator, hating, jealousy, uh, anger, whatever those things are. Comparison, competition, yes. Yeah, all of those (laughs) are preventative things. stops you from growing. So, my suggestion would be uh, don't tell anybody, identify your mentor, and just mm-hmm. keep working consistently to, consistently to Ken's point, being intentional. Um, and then her last point was having a deadline. She set a deadline of February 25th, 2017. She knew she mm-hmm. was having a launch. Um, she knew she needed to have materials, uh, mm-hmm. a physical <laughs> book in hand. <laughs> Um, and that right. means editing uh, the actual uh, <laughs> process of, you know, uh, ISBN numbers you all. For those of yes. you who want to write, you know what that means and whatever the case may be. You When you identify that and you know that's what you got to do, then you need mm-hmm. to get it done. So right. uh, Kim has really put forth the effort to take her process, and I'm just going to recap her whole journey. So Kim decided that her life, she wanted, she had to talk with God first. Mm-hmm. Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? She yes. got an answer. Uh, it was told to her that she needed to share her story. She said that she felt like she needed to be uh, mentoring young women and called mm-hmm. to uh, speak to women, and mm-hmm. she is doing that. Um, and then she went through the process of creating uh, some tangible material for 
uh, others to not just share with them in their speaking and mentoring, but actually some for them to actually purchase and keep and go back and revisit her points. And mm-hmm. then she created her outline, her deadlines, and all the things that go with that. Um, she went to those wilderness places, those dark places, revisiting things that sometimes we mm. don't want to revisit uh, because yeah. we know we're half healed. You're not all yes. healed. You still got a, as my grandmother called it, a bubble. <laughs> 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 it's, still, it's still there. Um, mm-hmm. But if you survive to this point, just, I tell people, if you go have to go revisit something to tell your story, just don't live there. Just don't stay there. And don't yes. pack it with you. You can go to a grave site and still walk back out alive. That's right. <laughs> so just because you That's go good. visit the grave site of that incident doesn't mean you have to go dwell and pack up and dig your own grave and go lay on the side of that incident. That means that you mm-hmm. went to visit that place, but you don't have to stay there. You get to walk yeah. out. So if you yeah. want to share your story, go in it with the mental capacity. And again, it, this is to revisiting things is going to develop your emotional intelligence. Have mm-hmm. you have you become an addict to your past, or are you really over it, truly an overcoming and just coming back to share? How did I get to the other side of something? Yeah. And so Kimberly certainly has gotten to the other side of a lot of things, and and, and now she's able to share it. Because when you take ownership of certain things, no one can hold it against you. They can't hold That's it over right. your head. And I think grace for purpose for you is, is fulfilling. And I see you a little bit of everywhere. So talk to me to where this book has taken you uh, just in the, since it's been launched. Where have you been? Ooh. So I have been at um, many, many different vending um, events. One of them um, was Paula's um the Stiletto Talks, um, that event, I've been to, gosh, I've been to authors, like, I've been to book festivals, I've been to Sacramento, I've been to D.C., I've had doors open where I can speak to um, women's groups, and um, even in Texas, I've spoken to teenagers who are at this camp. Um, they were troubled teens, and um, just having the opportunity to speak to them about purpose and making vision boards, Um Man, I've been a lot of places. I've been a lot of places. Authors Row, um, the iWeek Book Festival, the first year. Um, yeah, we were there together. <laughs> yeah, we were there we together. We were inaug- inaugural authors, yes. Yes, yes, and it was awesome. Um, and then, you know, it also opened up a door for me to have, um, you know, like my own event. So, um, yeah, those are the main places. But, um, oh, even um, – I was just at Southern University speaking to college students last week, and that's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time and got to open up a door. Um, and so, I mean, this this generation, they respect truth and transparency, period. Right. I always Truth and transparency. <laughs> you know, you and I kind of got on that conversation before, and I always tell people when we do stiletto talks, when we have stiletto talks uh, events here in the Valley, when I come back home uh, to Baton Rouge and do the events, when we mm-hmm. take them abroad to other areas, and of course next year we'll be in Punta Cana. Um, I always try to provide uh, speakers, uh, those uh, who are authors or or whatever uh, they are going to share with our uh, women, because we actually provide safe spaces for women to share, uh, identify their purposes, and grow. I always mm-hmm. ask that everybody is accountable and transparent. If you cannot yes. do that. People just disengage, and Kimberly and I actually talked about that before we actually started this call, um, is yes. that uh, you, you have to be uh, accountable and transparent and sharing because people can tell when you're real and they can tell when you're fake. 
And this right. younger generation, for those of you who are in my age group and you're closer to almost being a half a century old, the mm-hmm. younger generation is just like we were when we were their age. They crave the truth. If That's you cannot right. tell it, don't engage with them because <laughs> they can yep. sense it. Um, they, right. Their senses are, are heightened, just like babies used to be born with their eyes closed and now they're, they're all but sitting up when they're born. Same mm-hmm. thing now with these, these young people. They can sense it at a much earlier rate whether or not you are uh, accountable and transparent. And then they share that information with their friends. Maybe if one is kind of slow to identify that, they have <laughs> generally identified them a leader in their group as well to say, okay, this yes. person is safe for us or that person That's is right. not safe for us. So I certainly encourage, especially if you are wanting to be a mentor, because being a mentor, you have to be accountable. Um, and that's right. something that Kim uh, identified and shared that she wants to have in part of her purpose, and she's doing that currently um, as myself. You have to be accountable because when you're not, people just don't respect it, and they just kind of disengage off. So um, I think that is awesome. I've watched you grow. And, again, like I said, it's <laughs> kind of hard to do this and keep it business uh, because this is a real show. So that'll talk yes. is a real show. Uh, but at the same time, it's uh, exciting to see for a friend, for a sister. Um, and, 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 again, it's, it's amazing that when you start walking in a purpose, Kim and I did not know each other at all. And where we've grown Mm-mm. together, even though we are over a thousand miles apart now, we still continue to intersect, to mm-hmm. intertwine together for certain things. Um, when you start walking in your purpose, help will be sent to you. You will be surprised right. at, at the circles and the places and the people that connect. And they all go back full circle, just like the story she told with the young lady she picked up with on the phone um, at the hotel and then how she brought that back and the young lady shared with someone else and that circle still led back to Kimberly. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, Kimberly, talk to us about where can um, uh, those who are listening get uh, access to grace for purpose. You all, I'm telling you, giving y'all a disclaimer now. Get ready. <laughs> the book is change, life changing. It it is reflective. Um, mm-hmm. And but the book is is just like when you see that face on the front. Just think about that's who's talking to you. Picture that face. Picture her voice in your mind. Where can we get uh, access to the book? So you can find Grace for Purpose on Amazon. It is also um, on Kindle. I do have the ebook version. Um, and you can also order a copy from my website, Grace with a D for Purpose dot com, to get a signed copy. Um, so those are the places where my book is located. Yes, and for my entrepreneurs <laughs> on the phone, because we talk about this as well, especially for those women who choose to have kind of, and I, I hate the term side hustle, yeah, I know that I say diversify portfolio. You know, you may have a, a job that you go to every day, and then you have an additional caveat to your portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. Kimberly identified that she has her things on her books on Amazon. That's really important. Um, Amazon is just continuously growing. Um, she has, she yes. has a books on a platform that is just continuously growing. Um, they provide more and more convenient ways to have access. And it's really easy to uh, put your products on Amazon. So I certainly encourage you yes. to do that. Um, and then Kimberly said that she had a book on another type of platform, which is Kindle. Um, Kindle is just really easy, um, especially those who are a little more seasoned or for those who really don't like paper, uh, conservationists, mm-hmm. they love the access 
of, of being able to just pop on a Kindle on a device. Most people keep them by their bed as opposed to papers, especially when right. they have uh, minimalist environments and they don't like a lot of clutter. Um, you're going to find that that is another platform. And also that some people are just different types of learners. Um, often your Kindle, certain Kindles, you can make it to where it will read it out for them. So this allows other people to have uh, different types of learners to have access to uh, digest your materials and your giftings and, and whatever you're sharing with, with them. And then mm-hmm. uh, Kimberly has a website. So those are three different ways that you can access Grace for Purpose. Um, I definitely encourage you to obtain this book. <laughs> Let's get it. It's the last yeah. few days. I don't know if people really realize, but this is the last year of this generation. 2020, we start a new <laughs> generation. And right. while you're in these last few months of developing and wondering what can I get done before the end of the year, you can actually be proactive by accessing materials that will allow you to have that leap and that jumpstart, allow you to see that vision so that you can identify some of the same things that Kimberly did, and that is uh, asking and speaking out of purpose um, Mm -hmm. and then actually developing a plan. She actually developed a plan uh, and then put it in place. So you would actually be ahead of the game if you start now. Uh, Procrastination is the disease to progress. If you are a person that that loves to procrastinate, it is truly the disease to progress. It will snuff it out. And often we're our own worst enemy because we talk, oh, I don't have time to read. Oh, I don't have time to learn. But if you can sell social media for an hour, you can find out who's Mm -hmm. wearing what, who's dressed this way, who had a baby for this one, any social media gossip or whatever the case I, I hear the crazy. So they have some people that be engaged and way too vest, invested in other people's lives. That's and right. And I think sometimes that's a safety net because you just mm-hmm. don't want to invest in your own. But find right. the value in yourself and then begin to act upon that. Um, so right. I definitely uh, uh, suggest that you get some valuable reading material and feed yourself. Be good to yourself. Serve yourself yes. uh, a different uh, develop your appetite, your mental appetite for something else. And and certainly uh, reading materials will change your emotional intelligence, your, it helps to grow your capacity. It will also allow you the opportunity to just step up to another level and start preparing. You got time. Right. If you feel like 2019 was a wash, I'm leaving it in this generation, well, you're about to get a reset um, in 2020. And so that's why you see people already – 2020 vision, 2020 vision. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what year it is. You need to have a vision for yourself, a plan for your life. And um, that's why we happen to have Kimberly on here. And, you know, it's just interesting. Uh, the universe, the Holy Spirit, whatever you believe, it makes no mistakes. Kimberly and I um, were mm-hmm. again, supposed to do this call a few weeks ago. And yeah. um, it's just ironic that we're here and now. Um Kimberly is the flip side to all of this is that Kimberly is a survivor. So for those of you who feel like you have survived a traumatic experience with a lover or someone that you trusted, Kimberly Mm -hmm. also is what the other side of that looks like. She sounds happy. She sounds bubbly. She sounds determined. She sounds like she's in her purpose, and she's willing to share with you your truth that she had a lot of stuff going on, and she was just like, you know what, in the middle of that, I'm going to work. And she said nothing went undone. So even if you're going (laughs) to operate at that high-functioning level, 
just make sure that you're developing yourself and creating a safe space of more what you want your world to look like once you survive. And like she said, she visited the, visited the book, I mean, visited the incident, but she not one time went on to say that she still carries a lot of that with her in her present That's day. Right. So, again, she goes to the great side of it to talk about it as an experience, but she comes back out alive to live her life and to survive and move forward. So I yes. just want to share with you all to our survivors out there. Um, uh, we celebrate you. Uh, we love you. We are encouraging you. If you're going through something, uh, we uh, certainly encourage you to reach out and find that support uh, system there. Man, it's a support system in different areas. And then for those of you who have survived and you, you're, you're heading to the other side and you're looking to create something different, get around mm-hmm. those that can mentor you. Uh, Kimberly shared that she has a mentor group. Uh, she uh, also got busy sitting idle. Sometimes it's really just a workshop for a headspace that you don't want to be in. Uh, right. Getting yourself busy with, with things of value that will develop you and that will provide benefit for yourself. Just know that you're worthy uh, of having yes. positive interactions with people. And I think yes. sometimes we feel like we're meant to suffer. We're meant to be this way because Mm-mm. this is how your grandmother was. This is how your auntie was. Uh, this generation to me is out here breaking generational curses. We just don't yes. believe in all that. Uh, That's right. We have to learn how to put a period. It's never been a better of time to create a safe space. Safe space for yourself is accepted now in society, and even if it isn't, that's how you need to think that your life is valuable enough to create that safe space. Um, that's right. Uh, those of us that operate in our purpose of, of creating things, um, creating your own business and your niche, uh, we often get a lot of emails um, through Stiletto Talk that, hey, I'm depressed, I'm discouraged. Just just move forward and develop uh, develop a, a, a love for others and just start walking in your purpose. You'll be surprised. Your health is going to come from someone you would normally not even talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone Very that doesn't true. travel doesn't travel the same circle as you may yep. not even think like you. Um, yep. thinking is dangerous. When you're around everybody that thinks just like you, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Very. need to have sometimes different types of mindsets around you to help balance you out and to help provide a, a variety of perspectives so that you can move forward. And so whether it's in yes. your business and in your life. Last question, um, Kimberly, also that I want to find out from you, because um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to revisit that, is how do you balance uh, work life and then your entrepreneur life? Um, I think it goes back to just being intentional. Having a schedule is important, Um, and I'm trying to get better about that. But being able to go to work and come home and totally disconnect from work and focus on business. I mean, not bringing, you know, the cares of work home um, and being able to differentiate or separate the two I think is so important because work, um, like dealing with children and teaching, it can be challenging. It's very rewarding, but it can be challenging. Sometimes you can find yourself tired, but it's like you still have got to have the energy to come home and work on, you know, the business um, or, you know, diversifying your portfolio. And so I think separating the two is just so, so important and making time to do it, not just, you know, the business thing, it should be something that you do every day. You don't just do it one week and then the next week you're taking a week off. No, but getting, you know, time in every day to do that. Um, and I think setting aside just personal time, private time, just for you, um, just to kind of, uh, what's the word, de-stress and just relax, 
I think that's important to incorporate into your schedule as well because you can keep mm-hmm. going, 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 and going, and you'll burn out. So you'll leave work, um, you'll come home, and then you're tired. You can't do anything, and so you're pushing off. You're waiting until the next day to do what you could do today, but because we don't take care of ourselves, we're not eating properly, we're not drinking enough water, or we're not exercising, or we're, we're not, you know, disconnecting from people who drain us, all of these things. When you don't do that, then you're burned out. Um, so having that time to just take care of yourself. You need this me time. I, I call it me time. This is me time. I'm not talking on the phone to nobody. I don't want to be bothered. I just <laughs> I just want to sit in here and just relax, you know. Um, so that's usually what I do. But having that schedule and, you know, um, being intentional with the time, I think is so important. So that's how I wow. do Wow. That, that, mm-hmm. You know, it's just so uh, funny. We just had Benita Baycoat on of, of last month, and she shared the same thing about schedule and balance. You all, I mm. can tell you all, if you say that we wear cakes, I guess we might look like we have a cake, but we also got a schedule. <laughs> uh, we got a schedule, and we know how yes. to unplug. Unplug, yes. how to unplug. And if you don't do anything else for yourself, even for you to identify your purpose, learn how to say no. If you're doing Ooh. it for everybody else, when can you say, and, and no is one of the most powerful words that you can say, however you got to say it, not at this time, thank you for thinking of me, but I'm not able to attend, I'm not able yes. to do, and be okay with that, and stop feeling yes. guilty that you can't be everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. If people know what, what, what you normally would do, then they understand that you could be there if you could, but if right. you're not if you're not fully rested, if you're not fully ready to go, then you are of no benefit to anyone else. And, of course, I am sometimes my own worst enemy at it as well. And it has, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, it has landed me at the hospital. It has landed mm. me uh, needing uh, potassium drips and off and in the bed um, and certainly brought on um, a lot of uh, accelerated health issues that I had to deal with and overcome. So right. as a person who is known probably in my hometown as probably like a superwoman, just yeah. know it's okay to say no. <laughs> it Definitely. is okay to say no uh, with an N because some of you mm-hmm. be like, mm, maybe, no, maybe it's not no. Uh, right. So N, with an N, not an M. Um, right. It, it, no, I can't. You know, however you need to say it. Um, but right. you need to practice if you have to get in the mirror, uh, record it on your phone, Listen to how you sound when you say it, because maybe yep. you don't want to say it with a certain aggression. That's okay. Right. But learn how to say no. Tape it to your mirror. Tape it in places where you normally are debating these things. And just yes. put that it's okay to say no and take that guilt off of yourself. Often that lack of ability to say no is why we are just struggling to perform at the best level, and we cannot identify those purposes. So mm-hmm. I um, and That's I stressed good. that enough. So I wanted to make sure we got that out the way because often that's sort of one of the number one things that you all will uh, email back like, hey, how do I handle this? What do I do? Um, and so, again, thank you all for checking out Stiletto's uh, Talk Podcast. Again, we are on iTunes. We are on Google. You can also go to stilettotalks.podbean.com. Um, we will have uh, Kimberly up in the next couple of weeks, but we will announce it. Make sure that you check this out. When you hear this message and you like what you're <laughs> hearing, I'm asking that you share this. We are trying to get more and more women um, and grow our audience to really hear what these women have to say and share their stories. We've seen the benefit that it has added to all of our past um, attendees on the calls. And if you feel like mm-hmm. you want to be on Stiletto Talk, 
um, I need you to drop me something uh, like of interest, um, and that is at contact at paulajhutchinson.com. We would love to have you here on the show sharing your truth, what makes you work. No, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be a thousand air. You don't even have to be a hundred air. You can just be on the show. Just be on the air. We just want to be mm-hmm. able to hear you, hear what you have to say because you may have a missing link that someone else needs. And so we always want to be able to be that platform where you can pay it forward. Again, yes. you've got to check out Kimberly's book, uh, Final Recap of, the, of What She Has, and that is great. Grace for Purpose. Grace for Purpose can be found on her website, uh, Grace with a D for Purpose.com. You can also find uh, Grace for Purpose on Kindle as well as on Amazon. Um, make sure that you check it out. Um, yes. Any last words that you have for us, Kimberly, before we get off? Um, sure. I wanted to share this really quickly. Since this is um, October, we know it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it's a very um, important a month for me. And so for the survivors out there, um, I wanted to share that I am hosting an event, if it's okay for me to share this, Paula. Yes, share it, share it, share it, share it. We need people there. Yes, so um, I'm hosting an event. It's um, Beautiful Souls Speak, and the theme is Celebrating the Overcomer in You. And so what it is, it's a safe space where women from all walks of life, young and old, will come together, and we're going to empower you and remind you of who you are. Um, And so although you've uh, overcome, I mean, you survived domestic violence, we need you to overcome. Um, I meet women all the time who have been married, you know, 18, 20 years ago, and, yes, they survived domestic violence, but they still not healed from it. So we need you to get healed from this thing. And so we're going to just impart into you, um, you know, just do affirmations. This is going to really be a safe space for women to come together, and um, I'm just believing that it's going to take some, some deliverance is going to take place, some healing is going to take place, um, where we're just all in the same space and just, you know, working toward overcoming. Um, and so the event takes place um, October the 26th. It's a Saturday from 3 until 5 p.m. at the Red Shoes um, here in Baton Rouge. Um, the tickets are $15, but I promise you what you're going to get out of it that day is just going to be mind-blowing. So I um, would love for you to be there. Again, we want to overcome, not just survive it. Yes, we thank God for surviving, but we want to overcome the abuse, the pain, the trauma, um, all of these things that we endure as women in honor of Domestic uh, domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, again, you all, that is Kimberly Spruill Presents, of course, uh, Beautiful Soul Speak. Um, it is at uh, Red Shoes. If you are in Baton Rouge, that address is 2303 uh, Government Street. So if mm-hmm. you are in Baton Rouge, uh, you normally have to park at the back of the building. Am I correct, uh, Kimberly? Yes, you park at the back of the building. Yes, and um, and it is a register. beautiful building, a beautiful space. And um, talk to us again at how to register. And you can register on Eventbrite. You'll go to um, overcomer2019.eventbrite.com to register. Yes, yes, and so that is October the 26th, and that is from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, Correct. So sorry for those of you who are here in the Valley uh, we're going to have to try to get Kimberly out here next year so that way she can uh, bring that same uh, love and passion and, and, and the overcoming spirit out here as well. Uh, but yes. for those of you who are all over, everywhere in between, we appreciate you for listening to our 
women that come on to share their truths. And, again, you all know the reason behind why we call it Stiletto Talks because a stiletto might be pretty, but sometimes it's a painful walk. And so hmm. although we may be beautiful, we're all beautiful. Uh, but it is sometimes yeah. a painful walk. And so, therefore, we want to make sure that we are able to share our truth, how we survive it, and provide that support uh, for our fellow sisters because that's what it's all about, being together in sisterhood. I thank you all for listening to the show. Kimberly, thank you for being on the show. Um, and, again, you know you I want me. to call you shortly because I just <laughs> love everything that you said. Uh, but thank you so much. I love you. I miss you much. Of course, I, I will you see, you soon. <laughs> see you soon yes. anyway. And then for sure we will be in Punta Cana together. Woo-hoo! We are so loud for Punta Cana, so I can't even talk about Punta Cana on here But we because we are so out with a waiting list yes. of 20. So God wow. has just really moved in. So we are just so excited. And I'm glad that she's going to be there because sharing her truth there, I know that many lives will be changed. So thank you again mm-hmm. for being on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Well, that is all. Thank you all again. And we will be chatting with you soon. But, again, don't forget, check this out. Share it as much as you can at stilettotalks.pybee.com also on the Stiletto Talks uh, podcast on iTunes and Google Play.